Yo, what up? This B-Boy Reg. I'm DJ Butter, y'all. And this Funky Fresh in the Flesh podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And today we got a special guest, Miss Corona. Corona. Hey, what up, though? What up, yeah. though? So what's going on with you? You know, taking it one day at a time. Happy to be here. I'm honored to be here with y'all. B-Boy Reg. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? The legendary oh, DJ Butter. I'm ha- I'm happy to be here with y'all. So, That's yeah, you know, up. y'all got me smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smiling, right. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I'm glad, that, glad you're here. Um, you just come back from India, right? Um, well, yeah, a few months ago. I, I just, you know, I've been all over the place, so people be confused about where I was at lately, but I just got back from Houston. But, okay. uh, like, how many months? I don't forget how long ago it's been since we came. It's been too long since I came back from India. They need to send me back. Like, I'm right. ready to get back over there right now. It was that good? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was, I'm going to tell y'all something. Like, when I first got there, it was really, like, culture shock, for real. Because, okay. um... I watch Bollywood films, and you know they yeah. they they keep it polished. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so when I first got there, it was like, where are all the shiny castles? Yeah, and the mansions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I, it was like a lot of trash, like probably years of trash along the roads, wow. and just seeing how the animals. And the people and the and the vehicles of all sorts right. just all share the road together. And you will see, like, mansions placed in between little shanties and shacks. Right. And so it was, it was really, uh, you know, it was a little disheartening <laughs> at first when right. I first saw it because I hear all of the beautiful things from the past of India, right. you know. Um, and then you start seeing a lot. I'm like, why is it so much garbage like everywhere? Right. Like they don't really come through and pick it up. I mean, along the Niles and the, and the little river banks and stuff like that. And so I started looking at it from a totally different perspective by the third day. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was like, yo, like these people that live over here, they really don't have much, right. you know, um, but they live from a place of wealth. You know what I okay. mean? And and the, the way that they present themselves. And right. Very beautiful, colorful, just like you looking at this mural right here. Is, is the buildings are so colorful, vibrant. The fabrics that they wear, yeah. vibrant, elegant, royal, regal. That's so cool. it doesn't it did it doesn't matter to them that they live in what is considered a shack in most cases. Right. They just all Treat each other with respect and love and make room for one another. And the traffic is hectic, but by the time, like, 10 o'clock hit, it just winds down. and You know what I mean? Like, I took it in, and I I came back to the States with a different mindset. Okay. You know, a certain certain place of peace I tapped into while I was over there. Like, I had just dropped my latest project, um, The Healer and the Heartbreaker. And so still healing from that. Right. Um and 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 releasing a song called Healer at that moment and performing right. it over there and like people coming up to me who barely <laughs> spoke English like right. crying and that, talking about how that song touched them but right. you know I mean India is it, beautiful it's beautiful I wanted we like we went to a lot of the temples and yeah um like it was so crazy because you walk up and it's like a shoe valet you know what I'm saying <laughs> so right. they're like oh you have to Pay them to watch your shoes. Wow. 
And I'm like, yo, I don't want to leave my Yeezys. Yeah. Right. That's all I was about to say. You wearing Yeezys? <laughs> like, I'm like, wait a minute. Or what? Yeah, I'm like, wait right. a minute now. I got to pay somebody to watch my shoes. Right. Never heard of that in my life. I'm like, wait a minute now. I'm thinking to myself, like, do I really want to go in here? Because it's hundreds of people that's rushing to try to get in get in this temple. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, out of respect, you have to take your shoes off. Right. And so I'm like, I'm about to give my shoes to a stranger. Wow. And, and have to pay this person to watch my shoes. How I don't get no ticket for right. them to know what, what, which, which shoe is mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Skateland. Right. When you when you turn your shoes in. And so I was like, I'm looking like, man, like, do I really want to do this? But I I just put out the material mm-hmm. out of my mind and was like. Right. You are not going to be able to get this experience to walk into this holy temple right. again in life, maybe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many chances will you get? Like, right. like take this. This is your first opportunity because right. you never know if you're going to be able to make it back over here. Like, you can, you can go That's back home right. and buy another pair uh, of foam runners. Right, right. So I was like, yo, okay. <laughs> I, I, so I gave the man my shoes and... The ground was so hot because it was like 115 wow. degrees out there. Right. And we walked through and, and you give a flower as an offering and then they put the little thing on there and they pray over you. And man, when I came home, it was like a sense of just like relaxation. Like usually you would see people on the road and it's like right. road rage. Yeah. And I'm just remembering how... You barely got traffic signs, traffic lights over in India. Right. It's a it's a thousand cars all trying to merge at one time. Right. And they just hump and all you're hearing is horns hunking all it's day. Not like the it's not like the lot. <laughs> it's not like oh this this G jumped in front of me. I'm about to, right. I'm about to shoot him. Yeah. Right. No, nah, it was like it's a motorcycle trying to jump in front of you. It's yep. a bus. It's a it's a cow. It's a it, you know what I'm saying? No, like yep. no exaggeration. It's like a herd of goats. Right. I see the man on a scooter with a goat and a dog, and they all like right. moving through traffic at the same time. So I started looking at stuff a little bit different. I came home with a different perspective of, you know what I'm saying? Just a, another place of peace that I tap into. Like, I just think back on that, like, man, I wish I was in India right did, now. Like, did that influence um, any of your music after that? Um, I don't know if it necessarily influenced any of my music. Right. Uh, I, I did make a couple of beats while I was over there, so okay. I, I guess you can say in that moment while I was there, I was trying to tap into that sound, so I chopped up, like, you know, some of the yeah. some of the samples that they had, or you know, I, I voice recorded this, some voice memos of like them doing chants and incorporated in some beats. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, I don't necessarily think it it shifted or inspired any of my music that I've been working on currently. But while I was there, it did make me switch around my set list. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because. I didn't want to perpetuate a, a thing that these artists, a young youth, see in America and think is okay. Right. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do my hardcore. Right, right, You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. I'm a, I bust a nigga in the face. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, metaphorically, even <laughs> though I'm using it as metaphors, right. they don't take it as they metaphors. Understand. They take it as face value. Exactly. Like, this is what's really happening. Right. We met a lot of artists, so what we were over there doing... Um, we were doing concerts 
as well as workshops. Okay. So we did songwriting workshop, DJ, break, b-boy, you know, all the elements right. of hip-hop. And we would meet these artists, these young artists, and and we met a couple of guys, and this one dude, he was like, heavy in the game. Oh, wow. I was like, so I, I, I said to him, I'm like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing in a gang in India? Yeah, right. Like, it's no gangs in India. Right. So you mean to tell me you're trying to bring this... <laughs> part of what you see in America right. over to India. And I had to tell him how that's really not cool. Right. Because he didn't understand the concept of what gangs right. really are. Right. He was just like, he looks at he looks at the influence that he received from like artists like uh 6ix9ine and right. people who he looked at like he said he just doing it because he see those people making money, and he want to get his family wow. out of their village. That's deep. So I was like, bro, that's not really the right. way to go. I said, so what other artists do you listen to? Right. And he started telling us some of the artists that he listened to. Some of them were Indian artists that I'd never had been privy to knowing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he there plays some... Indian hip hop artists. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Dope. Like like it's when I tell you the culture of hip hop is growing so strongly over right. there. It was beautiful, like to the point where we did a couple of the workshops, and there was, you know, a few young ladies that right. joined the ciphers. And wow. in, the, in the last workshop that we did in the very last city that we went to, these young these young ladies got up there and they rap, and they were so I couldn't understand a word that they were saying, B Boy right. Ridge, like, <laughs> but the passion. The way they was riding the beat, right? It was so moving. I cried. Wow, that's I, deep. I I really shed a tear, right? Because it made me proud to see what we started here in the states, reaching right. over there, and then they wasn't trying to be on no ratchet stuff. They was just right. you could tell they was spitting bars and whatever they were saying in their native language was so dope that the guys was like. Wow, shook. That's you know dope. what I'm saying? And I was, and then, and then it gave me the vibe of when I was young and I first hit yeah. the scene, and they didn't want to, because they was trying not to get a get a young ladies the mic, right? So I had to take the mic from some of the dudes and like <laughs> pass the girl the mic, like, right? I didn't know what she was gonna say, right? Because it was a couple of young ladies at other shows that tried to, and they would fumble and stumble, yeah, because they was just trying to get a hang of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was their very first time or whatever That's rapping. Dope. But, man, these young girls, man, they got up there and then at the end of, of, of the event, which I I had no idea throughout the, the workshop, and we got footage of it on, online, too. Um, they came up to me and was like, right. Like, you know, you were one of our influences while we started rapping wow. because of 8 Mile. Wow. And I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm getting emotional thinking about it right now because you just never know. Right. And another thing that was so dope was, I think it may, it may have been our second show, second or third show, these young dudes who rapped, they opened up for us because they did a competition where they searched for a, a artist to open up for us for each show. Okay. And right. so the group that opened up for us, they talked to us at the end of the night. We take a photo, and they're like, "Are you? We know you were in Eight Mile, but are you really in the battle rap?" And I'm like, what? "So they start running down names of like their right. favorite battle rappers, and like Quest McCody and Marv yeah. One was like 
top of their list. So I right. FaceTimed Marvin Quest for them. And it was like, oh my God, like tripping. That's dope. And Marvin Quest, like, man, they, they had no idea they had fans right. over there already. Like, man, we never touched India before. That's we, dope. Like, huge fans. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole battle culture right. over there. And, and, and they really, uh, they really they watch Eight Mile like it's a movie called um what is the name of the movie Gully Boy is okay. and, and the movie is basically the Indian version of Eight Mile wow um and it, it was talking about how because it's a lot of differences like cast different cast when you have a right. different um your 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 race not not race but your um. Your how do I like want to a say different it? Like, class? Of yeah, people. different class of people, different right. re- different religions and yeah. things yep. like that. So they had these different casts over there, and so the movie premise was about um, the poor guy right. who's in love with and dating this girl whose father is a doctor. So he's okay. in a, <laughs> and kind of a higher cast than than he is, but right. he wants to be a be a rapper. And his right. dad is like, no, you need to be a driver. Like right. me, you would need to be a servant, basically. Okay. He's like, I don't want to be a servant. I want to be. Right. I, I don't found what I love. Yeah, yeah. Right. you need to. You know, That's it's, a, it's a really dope movie. I think it's on like Amazon Prime, and I I suggest that people watch the movie. Like, yeah, I'm gonna run across it. My yeah. my wife watch a lot of Bollywood movies and Nollywood movies. Okay. You okay. Watch any Nollywood movies? Nah. The Nigerian movies? Nah. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. They, they be hurt. they be having a lot of them on Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube. You okay, I didn't know they call them Nollywood. Nice. Yeah, you gotta watch them on YouTube. Okay, the Netflix ones are a little bit more they polished. Will, okay, but <laughs> okay. watch them on YouTube. Okay, say t- tell us something. On who influenced you on um, far as hip hop and uh, mm. MCN? My early years, the influence came definitely came from um, uh, Salt and Pepper. Like, cause I th- like this is the very beginning. I'm just gonna tell y'all the very beginning. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like at age ten, my mom got me a turntable and three pieces of vinyl for my birthday. You know what I'm saying? It was Run DMC, JJ right. Fad, and and Salt and Pepper Push It. Mm. You know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. And you know they had instrumentals right. that was on there. So I started trying to write and rap to those instrumentals. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So right. it really came from the age of ten, but like who got me into music initially was my biological father, who right. was a, in the floaters. But um, you Don't know, when, yeah, on. when I when I got to a certain age and my voice right. changed, I ain't sound that cute singing. Right. But I revisited that passion of singing on his latest project. You know, I yeah. used to use I used to use that song as a pickup line. I used Did to be. You? Yeah, my name yeah. is Reg and I'm Aquarius. Okay. Because I'm really Aquarius, <laughs> yeah. right? I might have to start doing it. I never thought, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I used yeah. to be like, my name is Reg, baby, and I'm Aquarius. Okay. I might, I don't know how I, I can't know use I'm that. Gonna... Nah, dog. Because you're grown. Yeah. And you too grown, and you married. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I can't, I yeah. can't use it now either. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah, had a new funny. era. They're gonna, I get laughed out of the. Right at the bar, like yeah. so. How how did that influence your music career? Like having your dad in the music industry, and then you're out here writing rhymes to instrumentals. Did you see yourself actually being a professional artist? Or you oh just, yeah, okay. I always saw myself being a rapper. Okay, like ever since I was that little girl writing to those instrumentals, right. I always saw myself as that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it was. Ever since 
that moment when I started right. rapping on the bus, like during that <laughs> age, and I started seeing the responses that I was getting from people, I knew exactly the, okay. what I wanted to do. You know right. what I'm saying? And I didn't, and I didn't let nobody sway me from chasing that dream and right. accomplishing that dream. You know, nice. so it was like. Initially, I wanted to be a dentist. You know what I'm right. saying? And I don't know where I would have, like, if I would have been a dentist, like, what? You know, right. like, what I had to just said, I don't want to be a dentist no more. Would I still love music? But it was that, it was like that first hit. Like, right. okay, people like the words I put together yeah. on that school bus. And it was just on from there. And I never stopped, you know? Right. Like, I've always dreamed big. You know what I'm saying? Like, even... Even as a youngster, like right. you ask my family members, I would be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be on TV." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna right. be on. I'm gonna be in movies. Right. I never knew how I was gonna make that happen, right? But I just knew it would happen. You know what I'm saying? That's and I was like, "I'm not gonna stop until it happens." That's dope. What what school did you go to? Oh, what school didn't I go to? Because I got kicked out of so many. No, I'm just, oh, right. no, but I mean, nah. I went to Marquette Elementary School. I went to um, Hamilton Middle School. Okay. Then, then I got kicked out of Hamilton, and I went to Rosa Parks, and then I went to Denby High School. Okay. And then so I got from, kicked out of Denby, and then I had to go to Job Corps. So from from, <laughs> from Denby to India, right? From Denby to India, from from and not even from Denby to India, from Hamilton Middle School, being told that I was never gonna be shit by right. a teacher. Wow. To Performing yeah. in front of seventeen hundred people or right. seventeen, the however many people it was at that right. at that college show, you know what I'm saying? And being in front wow. of ten million people seeing me on on news and and every newspaper in in India for three and a half weeks, you know wow. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, from That's from dope. that, you know, or or even from being in every household from being yeah. on the Eight Mile movie, you right. know, so. I wonder if my teacher who told me I wasn't going to be shit <laughs> remembered me and saw me in that film. You uh, know what I'm saying? Probably like, did. You know, I mean, but a lot of people doubted me. A lot of right. people, you know, and I, I I, try to tell the youth that I mentor, um, don't let other people's words dictate who you are. You know right. what I'm saying? Because if you let somebody else's words and negativity shape who you are, you're not going to attain those dreams. You know right. what I'm saying? But if I listen to everybody that told me that I was dreaming right. or that right. I wasn't going to make it or you still doing your little rapping, yeah. then I wouldn't. Hey, I don't, mean, don't you hate that when they be like, your little rapping. <laughs> you still doing your little, your little, little rapping? rapping? And I'll be yep. like, yeah, my little rapping hey. just took me to France real quick. You know yeah, you be seeing people <laughs> making money, they making a living. They be like, your little rapping. Uh-huh. You still doing yeah. your little rapping? I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go over to, to Egypt. Right. Um, but yeah. Tell us something, too. Um, you got the um, when you mentioned Detroit hip hop female MCs, you mm-hmm. got your name is mentioned like in in, the, in that that handful, you know, just like butter. A lot of times, uh, thank you, but a lot of times they don't mention me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got Smiley when they say hip hop, you got Smiley Boss. They get they you know they don't really mention Ebony in her business like they mention you. I don't know the- if a lot of people know about Ebony. I'm not familiar. Yeah. 
But they, they, they you always Nikki D. Coming. She was oh, there, yeah, Nikki Detroit D. Yeah, Nikki yeah, D. Yeah, yeah, Detroit Nikki yeah. D. Yeah. She changed yeah. it. It was Ebony in her business. Oh, after. that's what her name. Okay. Yeah. Nikki D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you had a name change too, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, it was Pimp At. Pimp At. Pimp, right. pimp, pimp At. Yeah. What's your, what's your rap style kind of based on, on that? Pimp nah, at? it was, um, nah, it wasn't. That name even came about in a weird way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and we were so young. Me and my cousin, India, tried to start a group. <laughs> like, we was in elementary school, and she was right. like, I'm going to be sneaky, smiley, and you can be pimping. <laughs> and I was like, okay, because my, my dad... My my dad used to be like, look at my little daughter looking like a pimp, you right, know. And right. then oh, my okay. and my and my uh, middle name is Antoinette, <laughs> so was, we just put it to get pimpette. And I was okay. like, okay, pimpette, like I don't know what it meant. But you know, I was young, you right. know what I'm saying. And if it wasn't for proof, like harassing me about changing that name, right, right, and telling me that that name was going to hinder me, yeah, then I wouldn't have even considered at the time changing my name. That's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at the time it was like you had Mac Daddy, Daddy Mac. Yeah, you had, yeah. you know, Sugar T. A lot of names was had that little pimpish, yep. you know, vibe to it or, or connotation behind it. So I was just like rolling with the flow of the times and, right. and, and in the ni- early 90s, I was pimp at the Mac. <laughs> I'm so glad I changed it. It's, yeah, it's me terrible. Too. <laughs> Where, um, so how did Miss Corona come about? Oh, man, Miss Corona. Well, the first it just was Corona. Right. And Corona came about from rapping against Crane Novocaine and uh, inside of a, a liquor store cooler on, on Nottingham Street. And um, I just kept thinking about, like, well, why does his name keep pop? Why does Corona keep popping in my brain? Because he didn't think I was freestyling. I know I said my my rhymes intoxicate minds like Coronas. Okay. And then pointed to the Corona. Right. And he was just like, oh, like, you know, and <laughs> right. it just kept That's clicking sweet. like Corona, Corona. <laughs> That's dope. And I was like, um, why does this keep popping up? Right. Like, I kept thinking about mm-hmm. it. And I was, so I looked up the definition of what Corona actually meant, and it was the outer perimeter of the sun and the moon. So it's like, that ring of light, what and why we're That's able to dope. see it, right. and then the other definition is leafy crown or royalty. So I was like, right. "That's how I want to be yeah. represented." And so I would go and hang out with all the fellas, and they would just be like, "What's up, Miz? What's up, Miz? Corona? What's up, Miz?" Right. Like you know, as a form of respect, to saying Miz in front of my name. I was like, okay, I'm just go with Ms. Corona because that's basically that's what dope. That's dope. all the guys keep saying. Ms. Corona, oh man, what's up? We gotta let Ms. rap. We gotta let. Right. I was like, okay, so yeah. That's dope. How how did you meet Proof? Oh, I met Proof just from being on the scene. Just you know, okay. all the open mic spots he was hosting everywhere. The yeah. Police Retreat, Ebony Showcase. I think he had saw me rapping at uh, C Notes because you know I'm, yeah. I'm from the East Side and I started off. Like rapping at C notes and Coco's House of Comedy, right? And so I was sneaking in there at fourteen, and okay. then I popped up at um, Ebony Showcase. Well, I forgot who I went with, and the guy, the the security guard wouldn't let me in because I w- I wasn't old enough, <laughs> and proof vouched for me. Right. That day, I had never met him in person. Yeah. Okay. And but he knew who I was. He was like, "Nah, I got her. She good. She it's, with me." It's like he knew your spirit. Yeah. Or yeah. And he was. And from that. And from that moment on, he became a mentor of mine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And he would like 
called me up on the mic. I go to the open mic. He was like, yeah, y'all got to hear my, right. my home, my little home. It's my little sis. You know what I'm saying? And it was like. He was all, like the Don King for all Yes, of yes. He When he saw something in people, yeah. he really pushed for them. And I, and I remember, you know, when he passed. We wasn't on good terms when he passed. We was like on the outs for some stupid stuff. We were right? too. Yeah. And right. so Pepper, um, his mom Pepper was like, Do you know how much he loved you? She yeah. was like, You was the o- you was the only other rapper that he brought to my house bragging about other than that white boy. Wow. Mm. She said, and all the other guys came over there. They would come over and hang out at my house with them. Right. You know, denying them. She said, but he would brag on you and that white boy. Right. He wanted so much for you. And I remember he used to call my mama and be snitching. She ain't at the studio. She Right. I'm like, man, you had me there for for two days. Like, I'm a woman. I got to go. I got to wash parts. That right. You. <laughs> I need to wash Tell up. me right. something. Yeah. Well, you know, we we got a, a, a kind of a habit of uh, kind of tolerating each other mm-hmm. instead of, like, really communicating. How can we fix that in Detroit hip you know what? I think it's something that I'm still working on, too, because, you know, unfortunately, at this present moment, as we're having this conversation at this present moment, I'm like on the outs with one of my favorite people who is also my cousin. I'm not going to say his name right now. He know he know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? If he see this interview and um, I've been trying to figure out how to make amends we haven't seen each other because I'm more like a, as I've gotten older, right? I'm more of a face-to-face communicate my, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's so many people that's just passing and, and right. I'm going to have to probably make a phone call because I haven't really seen them out and about right. lately. And I'm like, man, you know, I know when I see them, I'm, we're going to chop it up. We're going to talk. But I don't, I really, I just within the past week and a half lost like four people you know, unexpectedly and um, finding out family members is, like, deathly ill right now. Right. And I, I don't want to waste no more time. You know what I'm saying? But I think that we just need to communicate and we have to put the pride aside and somebody got to be the bigger person. You know what I'm saying? And even though you might not feel like you're you're the one who's wrong and you shouldn't be making that step to apologize, you might just have to be the have one to, to do that. You know what I'm saying? Especially yep. if it's a a relationship that you value. You know. Right. And speaking of that, so I remember we was performing at your show, me and Rob, and for some reason, I don't know what the relationship tension was, but Rob and Proof somehow fell out, and we seen Proof at the 8 Mile. Mm. We was um, extras, and we came and performed, and I remember after we performed, Proof got on stage because he was hosting, and he was freestyling. And he said, something, 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 Casper. I know we had beef, but I love you, Jasper. And reached out and gave Rob a handshake. Mm. And that kind of ended the beef right there. So, like you said, sometimes, I think with age, too, yeah, you start experiencing different things in life. And you'd be like, oh, that was petty what we was beefing mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, right? same, the same night. It was like um, me putting the show on. He, yeah. He did Slow Lewis and, and Fat Cat. Yeah, you know, right after that, and I, yeah. and, 
And I had to answer for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it was a a, a lot of a lot of times too. We have to remember how young people yeah, were yeah. at that time, mm-hmm. yeah. and we still be holding on to. I know people still holding on to high school beef. Mm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you know what's crazy? Like the 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 premise of that whole um, miscommunication issue that we yeah. had that that had us on the outs. It was you know I was a I was an original part original member of the Purple Gang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he decided to put the Purple Gang together, it was initially supposed to be me, Super MC, Guilty, and Moo. You know, Dang, and then and then other, you know, it was like other people ended up coming in and, and playing those parts um, because whatever, for whatever reason, you right. know, the other folks, they, and they was doing their own thing. You right. know what I'm saying? So then you had, uh, at the time, uh, T-Flame and, and, mm-hmm. and um, Famous. Famous, and then you had uh, Killer Khan and... You know, soup was still involved, and then you know what I'm saying. So, it was a beef between. I don't even know how it happened, but it was like famous dissed me. Wow. And then Miss Murder got mad at him, and you know, <laughs> proof was out of town. And then like, I checked famous, and and then uh, firstborn told proof some other stuff, and. Yeah, proof got mad because he felt like I, I went against the family. Right. And I'm just like, yo, bro, like, nah, you should be checking them. But yes. what's crazy is me and Famous, right. super cool. Like, over the years, That's because, cool. you know what I'm saying? Like, and for a minute, he didn't know how I felt about him because I think he probably felt bad. Like, Nah, and and I was really just probably used as a pawn because he knew right. Marv One was my best friend, and okay. he wanted to get that. He wanted to get Marv upset so they could start their little battle thing. Oh, it wow. worked, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, they had right. one of the best battles in history of Detroit battle right. rap back in the day. But, um, you know, and I and I'm saying all of that to say like, after the passing of Proof, like a lot of a lot of people ended up making up, and it was like I still. Yeah. Felt like I didn't get a chance to to let my brother know that I still loved him. You know what I'm saying? Right. I I know he probably watching now. He know I still love him. Right. But I didn't get a chance to say that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I just be like let. But so at this point in time, ever ever since then, I try to let bygones be bygones. Right. Like right. I don't like to let too much time go by, and I can be stubborn, especially when I feel. Honestly, I don't even look at it like being stubborn. When I feel right. like the relationship has ran its course, right. I'm not going to extend my hand. I'm not going to be that first person to to apologize right. or whatever. If I'm like, whatever. But if I value the person in the relationship, then I will humble myself and do that if we haven't made the, that step to, to make right. amends. Yeah. You know. That's grown folk talk right there. Talk about uh, the eight mile situation. Like, how did how did that happen? Um, you know, oh, you know, I just bribed a couple people. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? I was like seeing all these white folks in the in the clubs. No, I'm just joking. Right. But now I was, I, in all honesty, yeah, I was seeing a lot of the uh, older white folks in the clubs, and I'm like, where's these people? Well, who are they? Right. who are they? What are they doing here? That like, like yeah, drools yeah. and at, at the lush and mm-hmm. you know, they was everywhere. Like. Who are these people and why are they here? They scouting, but it actually ended up being the black casting director who's from Detroit named Eric Jackson who yeah. gave me his card, 
who told me to come to the auditions. I missed the first three auditions. Oh, wow. Then Cobb called me like, yo, oh, wow. where you at? What are you doing tomorrow? I was like, I'm going to the Wire Frog. The Wire Frog has <laughs> the, a competition. They're yeah. looking for extras. I just saw it on the news. M's doing a movie. He was like, nah, don't go there. I'm like, what? Wow. And Cobb's like, nah, don't go there. They looking for you. Right. I said, who looking for me? I'm thinking the fans are some dog this way. I'm like, who looking for we, me? We got Jack Frost calling in. You know, he's okay. coming up. Okay, here. Jack Frost. Oh, yeah, Jack Frost. yeah we we doing up. yeah, we we got some stuff brewing. That's what's yep, up. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, but long story short, you know what I'm saying? I ended up doing the audition that they had down at the formerly known as Omni Hotel, which is not a Robert uh, something. It's, I forgot the name. Yeah, it's, I know it's what out on the water. About. So no. we did the, I did the audition, and I got the part, and the rest is history. All right. You know what I'm saying? So cool. I feel like they should have did a spinoff and showed people what Vanessa from the lunch really? truck was really up to. Oh, yeah. Dope. You know, they, yeah, you know they, that would have been dope. But I'm only saying that now <laughs> because uh, what's her name? Let me let Jack in. Okay. What what's her name? Uh, just shot the film. That's basically like the the f- female version of Eight Mile. Um, I can't. Sanaa so Lathan. Oh I, yeah, when yeah, they did that. Yeah, yeah, the hip the yeah. hip hop. Yeah. It, it just came out a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's so the Eight Mile. How did that impact like your hip hop career? Like as far as were more people reaching out? Like I want to do a feature nah. or. No, you know why? Because at that time, social media wasn't even active. Right. You know, so people didn't know how to get in contact with me. They didn't know how to uh, connect. You know what I'm saying? I heard that it was a lot of inquiries about who I was. But right. people didn't, the the ones who were being asked didn't step up and say, right. oh, yeah, that's my homegirl. I know how to I know how to get in contact oh, with her. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I, you know, who's, whatever. It is what it is. But nowadays was What's crazy is that meme. <laughs> no, oh, well, the, the meme been Wait. floating around. The meme been floating around for a minute. So right. people like you was a meme. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm like, listen, I done been a meme about four times. I remember when I went viral because uh, the first time that meme uh, went viral was Rapping Forte put it up a couple years ago. Oh, wow. And, That's... <laughs> yeah, Rapping Forte put it up a, right. a few years ago, and it, and it went viral. It was like 20,000 20, people seen it right. on Instagram, and this was before being viral was a right. thing like that. And so, you know, I didn't, I mean, now it's, it went viral. Then it came, went viral again when the coronavirus right. came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nasty ass fool. So wait a minute. That. I think I think we got some history, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Are you the first Detroit rapper to be a meme? Probably. <laughs> right. I, probably. I would probably think. I would think I, so. I, I I definitely know for a fact that I am the second most influential person from the Eight Mile movie. My mm. character. Wow. Is That's definitely dope. the most influential. Is is I've been memed from the Eight Mile. That right. thing has been memed more than or posted more than Eminem's wow. scenes, really. So when when people see you, because thinking about that time, it wasn't a lot of social media around are you are people surprised that you actually rap in real yes. life? Because there were a lot of characters that were not rappers mm-hmm. in the movie. People, and, and that's what I was about to say too. Now with you know social media becoming how it is, like more and more people 
are like, oh man, you a whole girl from Eight Mile. Right. Or like, yo, I've been followed. Like when that meme hit, the, yeah. the, the one with the food thing at the old girl yeah. was like, talking about the food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like, yo, I've been following you all this time and had no idea that that was you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I really get excited when people rock with Can me you because. Like, I mean, just like you got Crush Groove and you got Eight Mile. Yeah. It's right. Just like, we understand crush. Group, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. But there's so many people yeah. like eight miles is crush. Group. It's their crush group, right. you know. Um, and I always tell people, just imagine, yeah, if Instagram and Twitter was really popping, yeah, when Eight Mile came out, right. it would like it would be no right. It's be, yeah, all right. So yeah, that's dope. So um, thinking about like like the projects that you're working on now or most recent projects when when you're performing because i've seen your stage show right how did you how did you develop to that now and were you always because you had a live band last time mm-hmm, i seen you perform mm-hmm. how did you transition to that or was that always kind of like your take coming from like a musical family with your dad being into it um, I always felt like I wanted live instrumentation incorporated in, in my show somehow. Okay. I just, at the time, didn't, I didn't know many live musicians. You know okay. what I'm saying? But I right. say late 90s when um you had Black Bottom Collective really running yep. the scene heavy. Right. I was infatuated with them. I was wow. like, I would be at damn near every show because right. I knew once the group, like the roots dropped, and I saw the roots actually doing it from a successful standpoint mm-hmm. that it it was possible. You right. know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's where I want to go. Right. You know, um, so becoming close with a lot of the musician friends that I have, I was just like, yo, it's time to make that shift. Because right. once you get older, it's like, you know, yeah, I, I can still perform, I do my thing, but. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you need to add a different element, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. I personally don't mind rocking with my DJ, yeah. But I get tired of it just rap rocking with my DJ. DJ. I right. be wanting to add a, that extra spice, like yeah, yeah. So it was just second nature for me to shift into building a band, right? And I was like, yo, I mean, they always say like it's an age gap for for hip hop. So what lasts? the test of time bands right bands and live musicianship right so when you incorporate all of those elements and you can still rap then you can still keep it alive you know what i'm saying so i was like yo it's time for me to just do that like this is what i've been wanting to do since 2010 okay you know and um so I I was like this is I'm gonna do it on my terms you know what I'm yeah. saying like if it's because I had stopped doing music for a minute and I was like yo if it's Why meant for me because I felt like one I wasn't getting production at the time this was after eight months oh yeah this was this was maybe like seven years ago mm. okay six seven years ago I had stepped away from music I was like I'm not doing it no more I couldn't find the production to finish my EP that I was working on at the time. And, you know, well, it wasn't I, even an EP. It was, you, it was an album. Were you just not inspired to do it? Or no, you I just... was definitely inspired. Me and Finale had just come back from from France, from okay. being on tour for two and a half months over there. Wow. I came back trying to wrap up my album. Right. And I couldn't get the production to finish the album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Next thing you right. know, I look up, it's a year and a half 
And I'm just like falling into a depression. Wow. Working a nine to five job. Like right. this sucks. Right. I'm ready to put an album out to to help, you know, leverage my next tour. Right. And I couldn't even get it done. And everybody around here looking at me, calling me a legend. And I was like, how? How? That's the thing. You yeah. feel me? And I was yeah. like, so much to do. I was like, yo, yeah. I, why can't I get this record done? Right. So I stepped away. I started doing more visual stuff, just working behind the scenes, you know, doing photography, videography. And I was loving it. And right. I was just like, I'm happy. I found yeah. my happy place because I'm still being creative. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm telling the story visually. Right. And... And then the pandemic hit, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, "I got, I got something to say." Like, right. boom, let me drop this EP. Yeah, and then, you said it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to ask you something. You you said that looking for production. You got so many, so many like students of Dilla, mm-hmm. cast that's sitting on five thousand bees, five hundred bees, mm-hmm. thousand. Why is the commodity is is just is it's like. It's not as, as as the same as as other markets where the producer want to produce an artist and, and say, "Let me groom, let me work I, with I, you." I don't you know. know. I think we tend to kind of kind of um. You know what? One of my homies told me. You know, Detroit has more producers who are rappers. Mm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I can see that. So it's like, yeah, we rap just like me now. I teaching myself how to make beats for the past year and a half. So it's like, well, a year, but um, now it's like, okay, I'm a rapper turned producer. Right. So most of them hold the beats for themselves or they look at you and be like, or Bodie James, yeah. and I'm asking for beats. Send me a beat pack. Right. Okay, I got you. But if Bodie asks for a beat pack, they gonna send him all the heat that they don't want to use for themselves, or even the stuff that they think about using for themselves because they're looking at it like, well, Boldy or Guilty, right. or such and such can help me get in the game more, right? Or not even that they're looking at it like, well, that's how they respect them differently, right? You know what I'm saying? So I'm fighting tooth and nail to get production, right, from producers. Fifteen, ten years over Boldy, though. It don't matter. It don't matter that I have fifteen, ten years over Boldy. Bodie also has a deal before me, and he has 10, 15. Right. I got, I've been in the game longer than him. You know what I'm saying? But he has a deal. This is a second deal. Right. First deal was with Nas label. Right. Second, now he's with Griselda and them. You know what I'm saying? Right. He got the, and he's doing all these projects with Alchemist, who people love and respect. Right. People love and respect Griselda. They, they're, they're, Unattainable. They can't reach them. They love Nas. He's unattainable. How right. he get this deal? Yeah. With, you know what I'm saying? Same thing with guilt. When gu- guilty been the man in the city, but he was working hand to hand with Dilla. Right. Who everybody wanted to work with. He's working with Mad right. Lib and all of that. You feel what I'm saying? Like these are people they fighting to give guilty beats. Right. So if he reach out and be like, hey yo. I want some beats. Everybody's gonna be like clamoring trying right. to get him beats. So you know it's a I mean? hierarchy. So the producers are trying to place themselves in a certain position based on where they think they can get the most exposure. And at. and then yeah, that but, too. And I'm like, man, look, I be cutting it to people like, you send me a batch of beats. So for those who have sent me a batch of beats, right? I'm like, man, I just heard the beats that you sent Marv one. Like, right? These don't sound <laughs> nothing like that. Like, what? right? So. 
Right. And then, oh, man, I listened to your last project. and Well, you can't go by my last project. Right. Send me the heat that you feel that I, I want the high. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you would think a producer, like if I heard your last project and I'm a producer, I would be, in my mind, with my ego, I would be trying to send you everything I think is hotter yeah. than your last project, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, oh, she did that. Wait till she get this. Exactly. Right? But most people That's think, a- like... Like, even when I pick beats, you know what I'm saying, and people send me batches, that, and I pick a beat. Like, when I, I did the um, the Nomad song with, with uh, Mark Cooper. Okay. And Mark, a lot of people, were they were surprised that I picked that beat because it sound, oh, I didn't think you would pick that because <laughs> it didn't sound like nothing that I heard. <laughs> right. That's because I never got a beat like that wow. before. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. you... It, it don't sound like nothing that you heard me on because I never had the opportunity to rap over nothing like that. Right. So, you know, I, I tell, like, I is tell it people. Is commodity? I mean, it's just even, even like now, it's like sometimes you say, is it money you need? What is it? Why oh, is no, you? I don't even think it's that because I didn't ask people before, like, well, but what's it going to take? Out, even even <laughs> me being a DJ, it's like when I see those guys fighting over the turntables, I say, okay, mm-hmm. let me go build my own party. Mm-hmm. Let me go right. do an album. If I'm not hearing my homeboys on the radio, let me go. Let me go do an album. They may not like my beats, but I want to pay them to get on my my song or whatever, just to have my own lane. But it seemed like it seemed like I remember Dilla around here selling beats for two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, at one that was time. A, you know. But how many cats really took the time out? It's just like, but sometimes when I see Quest Love, I see Dead. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you too. Was you know, notoriety. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you get a stamp of approval from somebody who people respect and look at as top tier, then everybody's gonna feel like, oh, you've made it. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Like, say for instance, this just happened recently. Premier came here. He DJed. At Heart Plaza, it was a free show, and he showed me so much love. He he literally shouted me out about yeah. ten times, and everybody was like, "Yo, like <laughs> y'all must be about to do a project together." Right. Like, Premier showing you like all the love. Like right. it was like no other rappers was here, and I was just like, I mean, I, I saw that. I guess the he rocked with my music, yeah. and I've hard work is paying off. You feel what I'm saying? Right. But that really. I'm not going to front. It really made people look at me different. Right. It made people look at me different when I got the blue check on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Like, oh, you yeah. certified. I was like, I've been certified. I've been certified, <laughs> right. Let you me know? ask you this, because you mentioned it. We talked about India, and we talk about... And I hear artists from other states say this, too. Like, they always get love outside of their own mm-hmm. backyard, mm-hmm. right? But... Let's specifically overseas. Do you feel like you get more love oh, overseas? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I know like you, guilty fat cat. It's almost like y'all go over there and y'all like on a different level of yeah. celebrity. It's crazy too because the pay is different. Mm-hmm. The way that they they treat you at the venues is different. Right. You know what I'm saying? They like okay, what's your writer? I remember the first time I went um, overseas. And they asked me for my writer. Right. And luckily, I, you know, I already knew what it was. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's only been a couple of venues right. here in the States that even asked me Ask as an artist. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, 
what's your writer? What do you want right. in your green room? And it, you lucky if you get a green, green room. room. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's it's different and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it's like that. Do you think because we can't years ago we could say because maybe they they have limited access Mm. to the material and to the artist. But we can't say that now, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody has the internet. Mm-hmm. So you think they just appreciate oh, yeah, the they raw definitely, form they, of the music They more? do, they do. Okay. And you know what? It's not to take away from anybody who supports us, you know, artistically here. But right. it's like the venues, especially, I'm just going to talk about the venues. You know right. what I'm saying? And now I'm going to talk about the, the, the fans too, <laughs> to a degree. Right. Because it's like... You go over there. I remember when me and Finale went over to France, and Finale, this was before vinyl became a thing again. Right. Finale went over there with a hundred pieces of vinyl. Right. The man's suitcase was so big he had to pay so heavy he had to pay extra money for it. Right. He didn't care. I'm like, bro, like you know, and I go over there. I got CDs, T-shirts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, ah, I'm we gonna clean up. Right. And I'm like, bro, you got vinyl? And he was like, yeah. I was like, dang. And I had been wanting to start getting vinyl. I'm right. like, man, vinyl is... And you know, I'm 100% independent my whole career. Right. I'm like, vinyl's expensive. Next time. But when I went over there and we and they gave us our merch table and right. we laid out everything, he took 100 pieces of vinyl. Right. He came home with 25 pieces of vinyl. Wow. I came home with damn near all my t-shirts. <laughs> I right. sold some, they was but I sold CDs and they like you don't have any vinyl? Wow. You don't have no vinyl? No. You don't have you know but they right. were, they walked through they walked through they wanted to buy everything. Right. They wanted to buy everything that we had. But they was just like uh okay, I guess I'll take a t-shirt. Right. Okay, I'll t- oh, you don't have vinyl. I'll, I'll I'll take a I'll take a CD. But they were they were reluctant because that yeah. wasn't what they wanted. Right. And I'm just like, yo, if I go over there with some vinyl, I know I'm gonna clean, clean up. up. I'm gonna clean up with vinyl and t-shirts too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they wanted they wanted the shirts, but they was just like, we really want vinyl. Right. And they wanted it as a package though. Hey, all y'all artists, y'all local artists, listen to Corona. Man. Get some vinyl pressed up. Get some vinyl pressed up. It's yeah. hard. Like right now, I'm I'm waiting. Like the game has changed so much, and it's ba- it's really due to indie artists. You right. know what I'm saying? Believing in in that market once again to to revive vinyl and right. start incorporating that in our merch catalog. Because now you got the the mainstream artists yeah. doing that. Because now we on back order. Like, right. Like I ordered my I or my album came out in April. You know right. what I'm saying? I ordered my vinyl in May. Mm. My vinyl <laughs> won't be here till February. Wow. But my album came out before Beyonce's, before Drake, yeah. before all of them. And they got there because they ordering. But it goes back 50, to what you mentioned earlier. Right. You know what I'm With saying? the beats. It's a high art. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, they like oh, she only has 250 yeah. vinyl. We got to put you. Right. What can I say? I, the only thing I can say is. Well, it's not my company. You know what I'm right. saying? If it was my company, I would probably try to get the smaller orders out first. But nah, you looking at that check like, yo, I got a check for seven hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars. That's keeping the doors. That's open. keeping more than the doors right. open. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. in between us, because like my brother, he got a print shop. You know what I'm right. saying? He do screen print, oh, okay. and 
And he over there, he like, yo, we got to do a thousand shirts for this company. <laughs> right. Two hits. Right. But we have this other brand here, a local brand. They got 75 shirts. Oh, yeah. And between us running these thousand shirts, we need to be working on this 250 right. shirts to right. try to get their stuff out in a timely manner, too. So you got to learn how to work these people in. Right. Because now I'm looking at this company like, yo, man, I put my order in long time ago. Right. But then I see folks like Trial Call Quest who they fans been waiting a year. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And other people, because now was the, the demand is... Yeah. It's huge, and there's only five vinyl companies. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm like, but that the demand is good though. If people willing to wait for it and still buy it. Yeah. That just brings a new group of fans. Then you still got people just getting back into vinyl. So by the mm -hmm. time it's out, you'll yeah. Be good. So so you know, you think of the next best thing. I, I created some custom USBs. And yeah, they sold well. But the thing is now, what I'm thinking of, next time I get my hands on a lump sum of money. Is to try to figure out who I want to partner with to start a vinyl company mm. in Detroit because be yeah. Archer's about to go out of business. Wow, yeah, I never heard that. and so wow. now it's like, who's going to be the or supplier? Buy Archers. Mm. Yeah, yeah or this. or you could buy Archers, but it's also a company over in in Canada. Okay, they got the new they got the new technology. Okay, for press of vinyl, and you you get one of those machines, you in the money. Okay. That's yeah, cool. I'm saying you look them up. Yeah, I want to ask you too. Um, what what is um your your opinion on on what we needed to support each other a little more? What do you the way the the age we at now doing hip hop? What what you what's what message you got? Because we we got a way of blackballing each other here in Detroit hip hop. Mm. I'm tired of I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> not you, not you personally, not you personally, Butter or or um, B Boy Ridge. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm tired of y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of y'all complaining about how things should change, and we don't have no venues, and we ain't got no support. But nobody wants to come and support when you do get access to a venue, when you do have these opportunities to do these shows. Right. It's like people feel like if you gotta pay you don't want to come and support yeah. we gotta stop that you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying like right. these venues cost money right you know what I mean like they cost like I'm to the point honestly I did a show me guilty finale did a show with the band at L Club for my birthday called mm -hmm. the Trifecta right band played behind all three of us amazing show put on a great y'all about to see some footage we about to drop soon Put on a great show. You know, it was a decent crowd. Right. But I got more people hitting me up asking me to get on the list. <laughs> I get it with Dilla. Yeah, can yeah. I can I can I get on the list? I'm like, it ain't no list. Bro, do you know how much this venue costs? You right. feel what I'm saying? Then also take it back to the night before I flew off to India. Right. I did my record release concert at yeah. the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. The second hip-hop artist to perform at the Detroit Symphony Orchestra Hall. First one was Nas, then it was me. But I'm the first Detroit artist right. who had the opportunity to perform there. Yes, it's history to me, but yeah. it's also as a person who's a pillar of the community, that's history. You right. know what I'm saying? I felt like that mug should have banged out. Yeah. We did good. We did good numbers. 
But it was no. I'm like, man, oh, you mean to tell me I go to India, my first show? Yeah. People don't even know me like that here. And it's 250, 300 people. Yeah, that you can't speak English. That can't speak English. Right. Don't even know who this band is. Right. They just seen our pictures and like, oh, she looks like, you know. <laughs> I just feel like we need to stop that. Like, yes. stop feeling like if you have to pay to support somebody, you don't want. Because if you're not, I mean, that's not even supporting somebody. If you calling them, asking right. them to do everything for free, like, we passed that, man. Yeah. People we got grown. bills. We yeah. got kids. We got, it's too much. Right. I'm like, I'm not doing no more show. I'm not giving no more show. Y'all can book me. <laughs> but I ain't giving no more shows. Right. Yeah. But I then understand. but then I got sucked in and now I'm about to start doing shows again. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got you sound like you gotta go back over to France <laughs> with that vinyl. No, no, I'm I, I'm but, actually about to start um, you know, it's it's a huge chance. Uh y'all hearing it first. It's a huge chance that I'm gonna be partnering up. With Foundation Detroit Hotel downtown, okay, to to do a monthly event. So you know what I'm saying, like that. We oh, in the works. Dope. We in the works of, of, of putting that together. So, um, shout out to my homegirl Jamie down at Foundation Hotel, and 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 uh, owners of Foundation Hotel, the whole staff, they dope. And uh, we gonna see what we gonna see That's what happens. Dope. But they they reached out to me about you know trying to bridge the gap and bringing in some some Detroit hip hop. And the community, I'm honored that they that they sought me out to to help them do that. So we'll see what happens. So that's dope. That's, that's the only way I'm giving shows. Is there any um, <laughs> young Detroit artists that you got that you got your ear on now that you're looking out for? Um, I'm. You know what? I like uh, Dango Four Lane. I like Isaac Caster. I like um. This, Dude, he like a nephew of mine. His name Decando. Okay. I like uh, she's she's from Michigan, but she doesn't live here. Her name is Bird Vanity. Um, who else? Who else? It's a lot of it's a lot of young cat. Shout out to Detroit Chase. She she lives in Cali yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but I've been rallying behind her since she hit the scene. Right. Um, uh, you know, it's it's quite a few. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I like Tiny Jag. And, who else? Uh, you know what I mean. I like. I yeah. just. I, I like. I like dope people. So that's dope. I go and that's support dope. a lot of a lot of cats. You know what I'm saying. And I'm always keeping my ear open to see who's dope. Cause I used to give a, a um open mic event called the Sleepover, which yeah, re- which really that. meant like yeah. the artists who being slept on and like right. pairing them up with with led like up and coming artists with legendary artists. So it was right. like you know cats like Nolan the Ninja. Right, like people yeah, wasn't even yeah. up on Nolan. He did the sleepover, and then you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah. We so. got one more question. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How many gym shoes you got in your collection? <laughs> <laughs> your collection. Hey, you got them new uh, Flint Jordans? <laughs> I, I did, I did. I got, yeah. I got the new Jordans. From, you know, yeah. shout out to Rose Spit. Yeah. I, I did go, I did go buy those. I, I don't even stand in line for shoes, but I had to do it. I had to do it because you know that hierarchy, right? Yeah, yeah. You in there now? Now, you know, because I'm going to tell you why I don't stand in line for shoes. Because I'm old now. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And back in the like, I've been a sneakerhead my whole life. Right. And back in the day, we didn't have to do that. We didn't have to enter no, That's true. no raffle. So, yeah, I'm spoiled. I'm like, man, 
This for this the young people game. They done right. changed it. That's the young people. If I can't get the shoe fair and square, then oh right. well. I ain't trying to sit out there with these crazy people. You know what Spending I'm saying? The night. Mm-mm, nah. So I, I literally just gave away about thirteen pair of Jordans. Wow. Because I can't wear them no more. Because um, my knee, my knee, yeah, after my knee surgery, they not comfortable. On. Right. So you had whatever you style or what? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I gave like 13. I still got like, I think I kept four pairs of right. J's. Wow. Speaking um, of knee surgery, that was the last time I seen you perform. You oh, still, yeah. Yeah, you were just kind of somewhat. Yeah, reco- yeah. Well, you had the, just started back really walking. I had just started back walking yeah. when, when uh, at the Dequinder Cut. Yeah, and you were still killing. I, I was like, damn. Yeah, I couldn't walk, I couldn't walk for three and half months right I had to learn how to walk again so you yep. know yeah I'm, but i'm on my feet yeah i'm about to be running some and them jordans and right? them, and, and the, uh, i had on some pumas that day but oh, i think yeah. i got like now at this point i got probably got like a hundred pair i ain't got many i ain't got the, i ain't got as many shoes as people right think. so i give them away and i right. you know what i'm saying if i stop wearing them i so I, I don't, i'm not a collector at all right i'm just a sneakerhead i wear all my stuff i'm not a collector What's your what's your favorite pair of shoes? Just one pair. Oh uh, man, I know they probably gonna <laughs> I know they probably gonna kill me for saying this. <laughs> if it's my favorite pair of shoes, I'm just gonna Yeezy's my favorite pair of shoes. Right. They're the most comfortable. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think the Jordan Elevens might be my favorite okay. style of sneaker. But I got them, but I can't even. Uh, I can't, can't wear them. Them. I can't wear them like that no more. So, but right. I'm gonna hold on to them because yeah. that's what it is. But yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, Jordan Breads. Come on now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Yeezy's my favorite. I'm so mad that they. Yeah. He missed it. He, yeah. They, it's a wrap. But it's still Yeezy. It's still easy. I mean, yep, I got like 12 pairs, so yep. you know yeah, what I'm saying? Hold on to them. And sell yeah. them. When you go overseas, sell them with them. your vinyl. I ain't selling them now. Sell a, a pack, a pair of Yeezys right. with, with a vinyl, vinyl record. Look. Yeah, and see hey, how much no, you get. Let me tell you, like, and then over in India, everybody was like, did you take? Did I take any merch? I didn't take any merch over there because, you know, India is a poor, co- it's right. a poor country. And I, I feel like that would have been an insult to try to sell. Like, all right. the concerts and everything was free. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the next time I go over there, I'll have stuff for giveaway, giveaway. like T-shirts and things like that. But, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't. Can then, you imagine a few hundred people wearing a Miss Corona T-shirt over there? Oh, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, man. yeah. I, we gave away some We gave away some stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But um, it wasn't it wasn't much. Like, I did, ask, like, a kid asked me, can they have my shirt? So I just, right. you know. Yeah. All right. What you got? Mm. You got any last words for anybody out there? Um, everybody out there? You know, I just want everybody to go to MissCorona.com. That's M-I-Z-K-O-R-O-N-A. You can find all of my uh, updated information, how to how to reach me online and get merch and all of that stuff. Or follow me on Instagram, same way that I just spelled the name. Um, tap into my band, The Corona Effect. But most importantly, I just want people to just, you know, stay healthy, stay out the way. And, and just stay authentic, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, thank That's y'all for having me. Got the legendary Miss Corona in the house. Yeah. B Boy Reds checking out <laughs> Miss Corona, <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 I got so many names. Miss right. Corona, Vanessa Pippen. <laughs> right. So many, so many. Ha- oh yeah. Also, tap into my my clothing line, Triple Peaks. Oh yeah, Triple Peaks yeah, clothing. We about to, we about to, we about to drop some stuff at the top of the year. 
So you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, just go check us out on Instagram right now. Yeah. Clap it up for Miss right. Corona. Thank y'all for having me.